Yes, indeed. I am super excited about today's episode because it's time to get off the stoop. Man. It's just time. And we're going to start today uh, by talking about environment, you know, because your environment is either on the stoop or it's off of the stoop. And here's what I know to be certain, man, the stoop devours people. Have you seen them? Uh, have I seen the, the stoop devour people? Yes. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, what gets me excited about what we're talking about today is that it's relevant to everybody in everybody's life. Yeah. Um, and we've, you know, we've referenced environment, I think, in the early on when we were doing the podcast. And, you know, it became so apparent that it was an essential component of success and living your best life that it would like we felt it necessary that we go a little deeper on that topic. Uh, in the past, we kind of talked about environment and, and um, you know, related it to a desert. And we, you know, we went through that, uh, you know, really that framework to give some people some visual you know, some uh, like a visual way to determine uh, how environment was affecting them at this moment. But uh, I think it's time that we go deep and we really uh, and we really uh, make people understand this concept. Yes. And what I want to do is first start off by saying this. And you might you probably actually did know this about me through high school, most definitely through college and my undergrad, not my graduate studies. Man, I used to cheat in school. Mm, I did not know about that. <laughs> I used to cheat in school. But here's what I can tell you. That is a fact. Man, that was really about survival. Man, I'm going to survive this class by any means necessary. And what matters in life is you being able to execute. Not necessarily what you know and how much of it you know, but man, can you survive through this thing? So what I want to do is provide everyone the opportunity to cheat really quick because I'm going to give away an answer. Uh, give away one of the answers for why you're here on this planet. And we talked last episode about the service component of that. And I'm going to tell you and, uh, you know, what the answer, why you're here, one of the reasons. And it's to help others get off the stoop. You can't just walk by and see them there and just pretend they're not there or not care that they're there just because it ain't you. And I think every parent realizes this when they have a child. And... If you don't have a child, it's your obligation to help others get off the stoop. And if you're on the stoop and you're listening to this right now and you just can't help yourself because it's too much fun on the stoop, <laughs> you have to get off the stoop and tell someone who's on it, hey, to come with me. And let's be courageous together and say no to what we used to say yes to. So there you have it. As we talk about environment, your environment is either on the stoop or off of it. And if you're off of it, perfect. It's time to start living out the reason why you're here and helping others get off themselves. Get off of what? The stoop. Change that environment. So I just wanted to give everyone the answer and cheat, uh, you know, on the test like I used to back in my, my days where I used to hang with less. Yeah, you're a good man, Mr. Morell. You're a good man. I try to be. Giving them the answers to the test. Yes. Hey, uh, and it is a test. Did you know that? Absolutely. And, it, and matter of fact, we take it every single day. Every day. And you generally fail the test when you're in the wrong environment. You almost you know? all, yeah, I think you're guaranteed to fail the so test. So frame environment for the people and help them understand what we're actually talking about here. Yeah, environment is in everything you see. You know, um, or you hear, or you hear. And we talked about that earlier. 
uh, which is why we heard one of the leaders in You Move Me referencing the meaning, man, I know I can't just listen to future anymore. Yeah. Right? Anything that you hear or see influences your mind and what you think and do next. So if you are feeding your mind things that will turn it into a desert, you're guaranteed to live on the stoop. And worst part about it at this point, you probably have no idea that you're there. Yeah, so you're really talking about things that are influencing you. That, yes. that creates your environment. That's, that's your actually environment. that's actually the environment. Yeah. Influential things in your life. Yes. Okay. And, and, and you can consciously contribute to an environment being conducive, conducive to growth or detrimental to growth. Well, well, let's start off at the house because that's where everybody wakes up every morning, mm. where they live. Where they live. And how uh, uh, an environment... First off, let's talk about what's a detrimental environment, and then we'll follow that up with like, how do we change that spot? Because like, I think we have to be in service to our people and help them, not by just talking about it, but by giving actionable steps so that they can use this as a bit of a book to yes. help them move forward in their life. Are you okay with that? I'm more than okay with okay, that. Okay, so take me to a point where you're visualizing an environment that's poor and not conducive for growth. What does that look like? Yes, it looks like a garage that you can't park in because there's clutter in it. That looks like a closet that's unorganized or people who have a drawer in the house. What do they call that drawer that's just messy, a bunch of shits in there? A uh, junk drawer. A junk drawer when you pull it no out. No pun intended. Okay. Yes, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, it reminds me of unorganization. When you walk through the house, it doesn't look prideful. It doesn't feel like I'm supposed to take my shoes off when I, before I step into your house because it looks like, Man, no one respects anything that's here. What's you know, on the floors? Clothes, toys. What does it smell like? It smells like people just got from outside. It smells a little ripe. And sometimes, a little musty. and sometimes when we're born, we're born into these environments. Is yes, that, is that true? Absolutely. Yeah. So, I, uh, something told me to pull my phone out and look at a quote that that I wrote down from something I consumed, some reading or audio that I consumed, and it says, "We don't get to choose." what happens to us, but we get to choose how we feel about it. Yeah. And if we feel like we need to make a change, hopefully action follows that up. So LaDrew's given you some really vivid, uh, you know, really vivid ways to view a poor environment. One that's not necessarily conducive for growth. So we've kind of locked, talked about the physical aspect. Now let's talk about the, uh, the mental aspect of that poor environment that we're in. So I want us to stay in the house. Mm -hmm where our clothes are on the ground and it smells kind of like smoke or there's a little must in the air uh, or, you know, it, it doesn't feel good, doesn't, you know, you're not in there feeling good. You know, what's happening from a mental comp component? What are we watching on the, what are we, are we watching TV? Yes. Are we, what are we, what are we doing there? Yes, I have some uh, little Uzi Vert playing. Ooh. Okay. Uh, I'm What is he playing, talking about on that? I was playing it, talking about thick hoes. Oh. <laughs> if we're, can I be candid? Yeah, here? I mean, I think uh, we're we're painting a picture here. So yeah. this this is a and, and an illustration. After, and then after that, uh, the Cardi B, and then that one other person talking about some what? Oh, Megan the Stallion. Yes, yes. thick okay. is all outdoors talking about some wop wop wopity wop. <laughs> and I'm playing the game, and I'm thinking about rolling oh, up, playing the game, playing the game. Yes. Okay. And my shirt's kind of musty, so I smell it. I so take it off and it? I throw it back on. I try to hoop it. Boom. On top of the hamper, and okay. it's just hanging off the top with it, all the other clothes oh, man. piled up on the hamper. Okay, you know, so I'll deal with that later. And you, um, okay, so okay. 
yeah, man. And then, man, I want some breakfast. So I'm gonna eat a pop tart and just throw the wrapper and the mm. crumb. Just wipe the crumbs off my chest. Throw the wrapper on the floor. Okay. And uh, man, I'm on to the next game. Yeah. Because I'm a beast on Fortnite or whatever they're playing these days. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe some Madden or something like that. Madden, of course. Or some 2K. Yes. Okay. Uh, great. I think that's a vivid uh, illustration of what a poor environment would feel like. Yes. You know, it's not conducive for growth. Now let's fast forward uh, because we have to fix that environment. So let, so we're in that environment, and I just want to show you guys something because I'm going to ask LeDrew to change his environment by doing things differently. Mm. And it's completely up to LeDrew, who was in that exact same environment. Yeah. Uh, he's talking about, uh, he may never live there, but that we're picturing in our mind. So you're in that same environment. Mm-hmm. You mind shift. Something changes in your life that helps has you get off the stoop. Now, I'm not to a place where I can move out yet. I'm still in the same place, yeah. and I need to change my environment. What do I do first? Man, you know, I had this email come through on my phone of an overdue bill. And I said, man, fuck this. I'm fed up. I can't stand myself right now. And I'm still a little woozy from the, from the weed. Okay. <laughs> you know, so I'm even mind shifting, and I'm high right now. Yeah. Um, I, but I'm fed up, man. I can't do this no more. You know what? I'm about to clean my closet and put a load of clothes in, in and the, pick up all the trash. So first things first, let's clean up. Let's clean up. Let's clean up all the all the trash off the floor. Let's clean up. Let's wipe down the countertops. Yep. I'm gonna vacuum the crumbs from the pop tarts. Wipe down the counters. We're gonna throw a load uh, throw a load of laundry in. Yes, indeed. We're gonna clear our space and clear our mind. Clear our space. I'm gonna make the bed. I'm putting the game up. Okay. I, neatly, I'm rolling the, the the cord up. Actually, I don't think they have cord. It's cordless. These oh, yeah, they got cord, yeah. It's been a long time since I played. But when I played the game, there was a cord. So I'm going to roll the cord up. I'm putting everything away, turning the TV off. I'm going to listen to, like, maybe some gospel, some hill song, okay. worship, or some K-Love. Uh, either that or I'm going to turn on the audiobook or, or like or like a motivational speech on YouTube from, like, Will Smith yeah. or Les Brown or something like that. Mm-hmm. Matthew, Mc, you know, the, you know McConaughey, McConaughey yeah. that, that guy. You know, I'm going to throw some of that on to feed my mind and just – Get me motivated to right, do first, better. But first things first, we've got to clean ourselves up. Clean up. I'm yeah, take so, a shower too. Yeah, we're gonna take. We, yeah, we're gonna clean up yes. because we know that we can't succeed in an environment that is poor. And as a human being, when it's clean, it actually feels good. Absolutely. Who likes to come home to a clean house? Everybody. Everybody likes to come home. Nobody ever walked into a clean house and said, man, this is too clean. Let me throw some shit on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually the opposite. They're like, hey, don't throw that shit on the ground. The, the house is clean. They ju- It just got clean. Yeah. You know, so you're actually take more pride from that very moment, and that's how we'll get started cleaning up our environment. Then we're going to turn a little Uzi Vert off. And now here's the thing. This can actually happen in small doses. We're not, we don't, Rome was not built in a day, as they say, and neither will your life, your life will not change in a day. It's iterative, small, measurable changes over time get you to where you want to be. Try, you know, not everybody can go cold turkey. You know, like, that's really, really hard to do. And we want to be realistic with our ex- expectations of ourselves, understanding that we're human and we will fail. But the most important thing we can do is continue to try again. And most important, even more than that, is we never quit. Ever. Yeah. We don't quit. Man, I love that you took us through this exercise because this is how Southwind changes the world. And someone would just be like, man, that's insignificant. You just clean the room. It's probably going to get dirty again tomorrow. Well, it could. But for the time being, I just got off the stoop. 
which gives me all of the power I need to change my life. Yeah. I mean, have you ever seen the movie Limitless before? I have. Man, that movie's great. And Bradley Cooper gets this clarity of mind using a pill. And so one of the first things he does after he has he after he takes a pill is he walks in, he looks around and his house looks identical to what you just stated. Yes. Dishes everywhere, there's laundry everywhere, it's dirty as hell. And when he's at his maximum clarity point where he's high as hell on this pill and he's yeah. finally feeling the like how it feels and he knows all this stuff that he never knew before, mm-hmm. the first thing he does is not go to Wall Street and make a million dollars. He cleans his house because he says, who would live like this? Yeah, someone on the stoop is the answer. But the fact of the matter is that what's brilliant about this is that like it took clarity of thought to for him to even see that he was living in a place that was undesirable to himself. A poor environment. To himself. Yeah. And he lived there. Yeah. And once he had the clarity, he realized, man, at first, before I have to go do all these amazing things that he did in that movie, first things first, let me clean my house. Yeah. Because yeah. it's got to be taken care of. My environment has to be suitable for me to succeed. Yes. So you're, you're CEO. Good job. A lot of people don't make it that far. Proud of you, man. I'm super proud of you, actually. So uh, help me understand, the listeners, what would they experience if they got into your car right now in the front seat of the passenger side and got to ride with you? What would that environment be like? Uh, well. What are they going to see in here? Yeah, so first and foremost, you'll see no trash. Okay. Uh, you'll hear audiobook or classical music, and that hasn't always been my my thing. And, and also, sometimes you might hear my playlist that I work out with because, you know, like I like regular mu- music, too. Yeah. And on my playlist, I'm not and I'm not perfect. Uh, and, and even and I would never want to be perfect. I think flaws are what makes us unique. And so, like, I'm OK with that. And, and I don't even consider listening to like secular music as a flaw. Yeah. I think that, like, you consume all kinds of things in life. And if you're in the right headspace, you understand it's just entertainment. It's not how I'm supposed to be living my life. Yeah. So I can listen to Uzi Vert or Megan the Stallion and listen to what they're talking about and just appreciate the fact that it sounds good and it makes my head beat. <laughs> I'm not out there trying yeah. to uh, you know, do what little Uzi is talking about. I don't really give a shit. At the end of the day, it sounds good. I like to listen to it. So yeah, but getting back, you know, I've never ha- been a car guy, so it's not important, but I like my environment to be clean and orderly. Yeah. I have all my masks, <laughs> you know, from uh, so I know I have one in the side drawer there. Uh, I have, you know, a car charger. It's clean on the front seat. Uh, you know, I normally get my car detailed once a year just to make sure that I keep up with it. I like that. Uh, I think that's, that's a good uh, visual for us. So whether you are or are not a CEO and you're listening to this, check out the environment in your car right now. Is it conducive to you being at your very best? You just heard what the inside of a car of a CEO looks like and it sounds like. And if that's not the inside of your car, then change it. Okay, so now we have some business owners listening. Let's walk into our business and talk about that environment because that environment not only changes ourselves, but it changes other people, which is most important. Mm. Yeah, that's so important. Um, You know, I would ask, go into the bathroom. And, and see what the environment says in there. You know, I, I just left the bathroom here. I threw a paper towel on the floor. I missed, and it was the only paper towel there. And I knew I had, had a conscious choice. If I leave that there, 
guess what I would probably see when I go back to the More paper towels. More paper towels on the floor. If I pick that up, guess what I'm guaranteed to see next time I use the restroom? A clean environment that looks prideful, that looks like people care about what they do here. You know, so if you don't provide that when you go to work, you know, you're not going to bring out the best in other people. Yeah. And I think it just goes so far beyond just the physical component. I think it starts with the physical. Um, You know, 1-800-GOT-JUNK by and large. When I started getting into this business, we would go visit other locations. Even our location uh, that we had was a majority warehouse and hardly no office. Um, And, you know, it was just expected that, hey, look, this is a trash company, so that's what we do. Um, And because that was what it was, we were limited by what we believed was possible. We believed what what we told what we were told. We believed it was a trash company and like it was just a job that people did until they got to another job. Yeah. Right? And that was the environment we created and that was exactly what we got. We didn't have I mean the office was nothing. I mean it was hodgepodge furniture. Uh, it was Um, you know, old couches that we got from customers that didn't want them anymore. So obviously they got rid of them. They weren't very nice. Uh, You know, there was, there, it was not what you would expect if you were going into a thriving organization that was suitable for, uh, you know, allowing people to grow and build careers that they could be proud of. And then it occurred to me, I had taken a trip to Toronto uh, and visited at that time, which was the best 1-800-GOT-JUNK location. Uh, they had you know, the most revenue. They were the highest, the well, most well-respected. And I had just ha- I had the option. Well, it wasn't even an option. I, um, I was there for s- something else with another company. And I really wanted to see what it looked like to be that successful. And so I took a trip. I took, I took time off from doing what I was doing, which was starting a sales center in Toronto. Uh, and I went to this office and I walked in and guess what I saw? The first thing I saw, everybody that worked there took their shoes off before they walked in mm. and the floors were really nice and the walls were painted and on the walls were quotes of customers and uh, the guys who did the service for the customers, their names were written underneath. And at that point it changed for me what I believe these spaces could look like. Now, Toronto's a very expensive place to have office space. And so their space was small. Now, Kansas City is not that expensive to have office. So if they could do that in Toronto, I could only imagine what we could do in Kansas City. Yeah. So I noticed at that point, and I noticed at that point, like, it could be different, and it doesn't have to be shitty. And so Tyler and I tussle, my partner Tyler and I, uh, we tussled over, like, what our office should look like, you know, Tyler's very operational, and and so, like, for him, he really wanted the warehouse to be the biggest part, and he didn't care so much about the office. Um, and at that point, I had been reading a ton, and I recognized that, like, in order for us to inspire our people, we had to put them into an environment that felt like, you know, change. It felt like someplace I wanted to be. It felt like someplace I didn't, like, like it felt like a place that it wasn't, like, um, you know, someplace I just had to leave. I actually wanted to stay. Yeah. So I wanted to build something that the guys wanted to stay in. And at that point, we we just moved into a new location on Cody Street in Overland Park. And, like, this was our first opportunity to make something nice. And we did it. And we put paint on the walls. And we had decals. 
And we, all of a sudden, were able to hire better people. Of course. That was the first thing we noticed. Like, damn, people were walking in and they actually didn't mind working here. And before, we were having to convince them. We were in a warehouse off Antioch, great you know, great space, but like, uh, for, for removing junk, but terrible for leading people. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, uh, we finally had this ability to recruit better people and they saw, started to see the vision that we had. Yeah. And then we started to realize the more we invested in the way things looked, the more it made our people feel good about what they were doing. Uh, and it gave us the ability to cast vision that people actually believed in. Because it's tough to believe in somebody when you're in the garage. Just ask all of those companies who started in the garage. Yeah. You see that picture come on Facebook and you have Google and Facebook and all these and Disney and all these places that started in a shack. Like I we started in the shack too. It was different. It was on Southwest Boulevard, but same concept. Um, and now you see their locations. They've made it a place where people want to actually be. Um, so you start there, you create an environment that people actually want to be uh, around and be in, and that's really, really important because it's going to be impossible for somebody to believe in you and what you're, and what mm. you're, you know, like what vision you're casting if the environment's poor. Like yeah. it's impossible for them to. How the hell are they going to believe or want to be there if the environment sucks? And so the next step is then, okay, now that we've changed the way it looks, let's change what we talk about. Because that's equally part of the environment. I'm not going to be talking about getting off work. You know, like, oh, you know, at the end of the day, man, I just want to come in. I want to do my job and I want to go home. If that's all you want to do, you should quit that job. Absolutely. Quit that job today, man. You don't care about it. You don't believe in it. It's not for you. Go find something else that you don't have to want to go home from. Like, it's not like, like, go find something that makes you want to stay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, um, man, that's so good. I mean, you covered so much there. Change the environment so that when they walk in, you're automatically, you're, you're no longer on the stoop because you're here now. And you guys have done a beautiful job of, of that here at Southwind Building, you know, from back when I wasn't a part of the team. You know, so amazing job. And then talking about what you hear when you're in the halls or in the meeting spaces. I was in a You Move Me meeting this morning, and one of the uh, up-and-coming leaders in the organizations was telling everybody, hey, Man, if y'all haven't tuned into that Stoop story, you gotta listen. As soon as I listened to episode one, I was like, "Damn, I'm on the Stoop," and I, <laughs> I, I, I needed to hear it. You guys have to listen to this, man. It's gonna help you get off the Stoop. So now they're hearing things that are gonna help them move forward. So, you know, we talked about. Well, let's stay there real quick. What is the water cooler talk in your organization? Mm. You know, uh, we have businesses all over the country, and I'd love to be a fly on the wall to hear what they talk about. Are we yeah. talking chiefs? Royals, or uh, are we talking about what it takes to get better? Are we talking about books that we've read that have inspired us? Are we talking about how to improve yourself? Are we giving honest and candid feedback about the work that we're doing or the people's lives that we're changing? Or are we just getting through the day and talking about what we watched on TikTok? And like, there's two different environments there. You know, like, is it okay to like have talks about sports and stuff like that? Yeah, it's okay to build a relationship with somebody. But the majority of the conversation that should be happening, if you're in your organization, should be about progress. Yeah. Any stake of the back, just any, like at any point, if it's not about progress and it's about being part of those parties that we hate, you know, those pity parties that people talk about, mm. about, oh, my boss is this and this is bullshit, then that's somebody who is not, uh, who has not been enlightened to what the real truth is. And the real truth is 
you control your environment, you control what you think, you control what you what like what you experience, and you can change things. And so if you don't, if you're in it, or you're not hearing what you want to hear, or it doesn't feel like you're in the right place, guess what? You can change it. Change that it. That is a beautiful thing. That is. And we are so lucky to be able to change the things that we don't like. Yeah, man. I, you know, I tell you what. I believe, I believe in you. If you're listening to me, I believe in you. And I'm going to ask you a favor. Please, please, please don't be a victim of change. Create change instead. Because I guarantee you this, your life's going to change. And if you don't control the change that occurs in your own life, your life is going to suck. Yeah, it's, and it's at the end of the day, it's nobody's responsibility but your own. But your own. Nobody's going to save you. Yeah. Uh, you know, nobody's going to save you. That doesn't. That's not how this works. Like the only person that saves you is you. Yeah. And your and your ability to see things for actually what they are. If you're going to work and you have a manager or somebody who is in a leadership position and they care about you, you are the luckiest man, one of the luckiest people on earth. Because a lot of people, I would say a large majority of people, go to an organization or a place of work every single day where the people that are in charge don't give a damn about who you are, what you want, or how you're going to get there. Yeah, man. And that's also an environment. It is an environment. So here's what you're going to do. I'm going to sum this up for him, Mr. Heron. I'm going to sum it up because we gave him the answer to the test. One, you yourself get off the stoop. If you're on the stoop, bring someone with you. If you're off of the stoop, help others off. And this is how you're going to do it. Not by saying, hey, Josh, you're on the stoop. Hey, look at you. You're doing a poor job because I probably don't have the credibility to do that. And it's going to impact you negatively. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to change my environment. My car is going to be clean outside and in. My conditions of my home will be clean from the closet to the bedroom, the kitchen, and the garage. So if you need to call 1-800-GOT-JUNK, we'll be there in less than 60 minutes. Yes, 60 minutes or less. 60 minutes or less. So you're going to change your environment so that when people see you, they notice, man, there's something different. And I got to step my game up because I'm in the room with you. And then when you go to work, ensure that the environment there brings out the best in people. So if you see something on the ground, pick it up. If you see something that needs to be done, don't walk by it. You do it because the job is to do the job. If the toilet is clogged up, then plunge it. Whatever the job is, you do that job to ensure that the environment brings out the best in other people, thus allowing them to get off the stoop just by being plugged into the environment. Yes. The environment that is Southwind, if you come here, it is beautiful. What I consider Southwind is this. So I'll leave you with this analogy. Josh, you brought up the mind being a, a desert. And in, in a desertous environment, nothing can grow. And in some environments, there is soil, but it's so shallow, you can't really take root. So when the plant comes up, and sprouts, it is scorched by the sun because it doesn't have enough nourishment. And then there's an environment with so much soil, you can grow and become anything you want to be, consciously creating the change that occurs in your life. So start with the environment, get off the stoop, go to the car wash, wash your car, organize and clean your house, go to work, pick up the trash, do what needs to be done, Get off the stoop and, before, and bring somebody and with before you. Before we close out, yeah, I man. want to remind everybody, believe in yourself. You can change things. You actually have what it takes. You can do this. Don't stop. Move forward. 
don't ever quit. This is Southland, bro. That's good. That's a good one, dude. <laughs> <laughs>